Good morning. I'm the Reverend Jacqueline Sheldon from St. Paul's Episcopal Church at 220 Valley Street in Willimantic, and I'm delighted to be with you on this first Sunday of Advent. As I've been mentioning the last couple of weeks, we're going to be following along with our daily reader called Practicing Wonder with All Your Heart, Soul, Strength, and Mind. And if you'd like to get this daily devotional, if you'd like us to mail you a copy of it, if you go to our website, that's stpaulswillimantic.org, S-T-P-A-U-L-S, willimantic.org, and uh, roll down to the bottom of the uh, homepage you will find a place to fill out a form with your name and address and the request, and we will mail you the book. So please, if you'd like the book, go ahead and visit our website. The other thing I want to mention to you is this next Sunday coming up, not this, not today, but next Sunday, we're going to be doing a celebration of comfort and joy as we remember the people that we love who have gone before us with song and music and storytelling at four o'clock at St. Paul's Episcopal Church. And we would love for you to come. It's a beautiful service. We remember those people that we love so much in this season who are now with the Lord and we light candles for them and we hear wonderful stories and we say prayers and we sing some beautiful songs and we would love to have you come. So that's at four o'clock on next Sunday, not this Sunday, but the Sunday after. And we'd love to have you come in that we So please consider that opportunity. With that being said, I'd like to share a prayer with you as we begin our reflection on the wonder of love for this week. Thank you, O Holy One of Love, you give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and the armor of light to wear. Now, in the time of this finite life in which your Son, Jesus Christ, in great humility came to visit, help us to humbly receive the gift of your wondrous love that we may use the power of your love to your great glory. May we brightly shine forth the holy light of your love into this world, now and always. Amen. Our gospel reading for this morning comes from Mark's gospel, the 13th chapter, verses 24 through 37. Jesus said, In those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. About that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. 
It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake, the gospel of the Lord. Well, that's certainly a challenging reading to have for our first Sunday of Advent, and trying to connect that to the wonder of love may seem like a big stretch. And frankly, I have to tell you that while I was working on it and studying and trying to figure out how would I understand the connection between wonder and love and light and this kind of dark prophecy, um, I was really I was really struggling all week. And then I began to think about this idea of staying awake and what Jesus was saying. And I was considering the two times in which we get the story of Jesus coming, his first time to enter into this finite world with us, um, and then the second time when he comes. So in the first time, that's what we're waiting for in this time of Advent. We're waiting for our time to celebrate the birth of the baby Jesus among us. The time when love, born of a woman, takes on mortal flesh, and then lives the life of human beings, having to rely and trust on human beings to, to stay alive through his, through his infancy and young childhood, and then eventually leaving his hands in, in his life in the hands of human beings who crucify him. And in this example of entry into love, entering into our world, what we see is this this Jesus trusting always in the love of God to do a greater thing, to bring something greater, something more beautiful out of our existence than we can even comprehend. And so we see it happen in the story of Christ. We see Jesus teaching about love and healing and 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 becoming ourselves and being generous with each other and all of these powerful things that he teaches. And then in the darkness of the world, the darkness over seems to overcome and destroy him on the cross and yet that light of love never gets destroyed because within 3 days that light burst into eternity and for all of us to see and all of us to know and gives us that grace that holy spirit so that we can walk in this world in this finite time and have that radical grace to love as Christ loved and to have the armor of God's protection because we know the spirit living in us the spirit of love so we see in this this story in that story we see this innocent baby who comes into the world and with connection, full, total connection, all that it means to be a human being and all that it means for human beings to care, walking that entire life so that we see, we see both, we see both sorrow and grief and light. And the interesting thing is that the sorrow and grief of light is not separated from the joy and the beauty and the grace. The joy and the beauty and grace is right in the center of the darkness of life and the darkness doesn't overcome it. I think that's a very important image for us to have when we consider the wonder of love. Now, Jesus describes in this apocalyptic story about 
another coming of the love of God, a powerful coming of, of judgment and of, of salvation, coming to draw in those who, who, who he calls and gathers in at a time of, of great distress. Again, that idea of, of light and love, the wonder of light and love coming in the midst of a difficult, very difficult, very frightening time. I mean, imagine what it would be like to be here, uh, at the end of the existence of the planet Earth and the, the existence of, of the of the of our of our universe, that's what it seems to be that he's describing. And in fact, our scientists say, I mean, probably you know, millions of years from now. But in fact, there will be at some time an end to this system. So when Jesus is talking about no sun, no moon, stars falling, everything shaking, you know, he's he's talking about that difficult a time of struggle. And he's saying, love is going to come then. He's not saying this is a time for punishment. He's saying, when this all gets so difficult, love will come and gather you in. The angels will come. And so I want us to think about that today. And what does that mean for us to practice that powerful love that no matter what is never going to abandon and is always going to be coming and being present in the two different images of of the wonder of love, the light of love being in dark and difficult circumstances. So I want to share a story with you about how very tiny and very simple this uh, experience can be about being the light in the middle of of somebody's grief and suffering or struggling. What does it mean? How do we do it in a way that is is natural and life-giving in the world and actually allows God's love to pour in us and through us? So this week, I had a couple of experiences that um, I think reflected that power that I had never seen at this level before. So the one I want to talk about is one that just happened this morning when I was with my grandson, Max, at the bus stop with his friend, Jack, and Jack's sister, Emily, and their dad. So while I was at the bus stop with them, uh, I was talking to Emily, and I always especially work to talk to Emily when I see her. I don't see her that often, but when I see her, I always want to talk to her because Emily has got some some unique challenges, and they, ha- they have to do with processing and speech and a number of other, other um, uh, physical challenges for her uh, that uh, I like to talk to her because she's just this beautiful little girl, and I want her to have the dignity and respect and, and attention and care that she deserves from everyone. And frankly, because um, I raised my son, David, who had also physical and um, some mental challenges and uh, struggled in life until he passed away two years ago, I always felt like there were many people who didn't give David the dignity and uh, respect to know what an amazing person he was and to get to know him. They shied away instead and wouldn't talk to him because he couldn't speak clearly the way that they were comfortable with understanding speech. So I've got this heart to be with Emily. So the, the reason that I'm talking about this is because I... I want to be the light of love wherever I go, and I want to be that light and love. I wanted to be that light and love at the bus stop with Emily. So her dad and I, we were all talking to Emily, and her dad and I, we were talking about what was going on in their lives. And and eventually, um, her dad said to Emily, Emily, you haven't told um, Jack what your um, what adventure you had yesterday. And Emily, Emily was shy, and she was looking down, and he said, 
Emily, yesterday, Emily and I had to go to New Haven for a special test. And in the special test, um, Emily had to have all these little electrodes put on her head, like 20 of them, like a helmet on her head. And then her head was wrapped up. And then we had to sit for four hours. We had to sit still. So I laid next to Emily and we read stories and we had snacks. And Emily stayed still for four hours isn't that amazing? And I was like, that is amazing. That's terrific that you did that, Emily. I'm so, that's just, that's just great that you did that. And I was so, you know, I wanted to be so encouraging and, and uh, positive about what happened. So the reason I'm telling you that story is because that was like, they were in a really difficult situation. Emily's like maybe six years old, seven years old. And to have to go and do that in New Haven in a, a, a strange place where she doesn't know anybody and they're sticking wires on her head and everything else for her to be able to sit still and be relaxed for that period of time would be an accomplishment for an adult, let alone a little girl of that age. So it was a really awesome thing that she was able to do that and that they would be able to get some information about helping her as she's growing. So the point I'm making is I just was like kind of gushy, like, oh, yeah, that's, I'm so glad you did that. And her, her, her dad was, we were both sharing how happy we were. And then I went back to the house. And in the quiet and in the still of the moment, I thought about how the light of love had been in a very difficult, chaotic, and challenging time for Emily and her dad. And I realized that I wished that I had simply said, wow, that was a really hard thing to do, to sit still for four hours. I'm so happy for you and your dad because you helped your dad and your dad helped you and you did it. That's so good. I wished I just said those words because those were the real words of light, that she helped her dad and her dad helped her and they did it. But that's not what I said. I, I was so busy trying to control the moment and make it all sound good and you know care about her because she deserves this care that I ran it on my show. I didn't, I didn't let the Holy Spirit just give me the words to say to her. And when I thought about that, I thought, what a tiny little moment to see such a big thing. Because what I saw was this, that when I let go and I just trust the Holy Spirit that is my gift of grace to bring life in the world, to give me what I need to say and to see what I need to see and just be gentle and listen and care for people. If I can just be that gentle and caring, beautiful things can come and I can let go of my stress about having to try to save the world and fix things. And instead, I can be present to see the light in the darkness and enjoy it and see the wonder of love working in tiny little specks of places for Emily and her father and for me too. So this week, I want to invite you to think about the wonder of love in the tiniest moments that can set you free to just be present in love and listen with your heart wherever you go. Be the light, my darlings, this week, and I'll talk to you soon.
lost and weary traveler searching for the way to go stranger heavy hearted longing for some one you know May you find a light May you find a light May you find a light to guide you Oh, oh, oh.